Well, Happy New Year. Well, actually, it's we're 10 days into this Happy New Year. And the question is, how many of you made a New Year's resolution and you've kept it? <laughs> All right. You know what percentage of people who make a New Year's resolution actually complete it? Actually get to the end and say, I'm done. I did it. I'll tell you in a moment. Dr. Randy here from Intentional Living. We're live in our Intentional Living studios in our center. Uh, in beautiful Tucson, Arizona. Nice sunny day today. Enjoying that. That's nice. Joel's running the board for us. He came in. Thank you, Joel, for helping out. Steven, our uh, senior producer, he's our phone screener. He's, uh, let's get everything done, Steven. Okay? You can talk to him because I want to talk to you with a question. What is it you're facing in your life? You got a question for this new year? Maybe you're trying to make a decision. You're facing an issue. Listen, intentional living in Christ can make a difference. And I want to be a friend today just to be able to bounce back some questions maybe as you're trying to make a decision or an issue you're facing. Uh, after years of working with families, maybe I can be an encouragement to you. Love to talk to you. Phone lines open again. Uh, that's what we're doing in this month of January at 888-888-1717. 888-888-1717 is the number. Um, and, you know, when, when we look at the stats, here's what I, I looked at several research studies and researchers suggest that about 9%, 9 out of 100 people who make New Year's resolutions actually complete them. In fact, research goes on to show that 23% of people quit their resolution by the end of the first week. And so at least half of you probably already, maybe half of you are still working out and half of you are said, I've given up. 43% quit by the end of January. What I found interesting, though, is um, when it talks about New Year's resolutions, the 34% of U.S. adult citizens plan to make resolutions for this 2024 year. And adults under 30, 52% are most likely to do so. The old folks, come on now, those 65 and over, only 18% because you're thinking it ain't going to help, you know? But uh, the idealism of being under 30, you're thinking, I'm going to make a, I'm going to be a better Christian in 2024. I'm going to be a better dad. I'm going to be a better, healthier person. Now, that's a good, good statement to make. But why do resolutions not work? Because they're built simply on willpower. You know, I, I will myself into doing it. Come on. You're going to have a healthy year until you drive by the fast food restaurant that you stop every day. And there it is. And you zip in there. This is the year I'm going to be better with my money until you drive through for that $6 drink that you get at uh, a coffee shop or whatever. Come on now. We know how this works. There are two things, two things that we, we, we harp on, we love you on, we teach here at Intentional Living that can help you really have the life that God intended. That's our whole mission, to help you experience life as God intended for you. First of all, that you would know him personally. Do you know God? Do you know him through his son, Jesus Christ? If you do, you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you, and that's a huge aid. And so for those of us who are followers of Christ today, not perfectly, but uh, wanting to make 2024 a better year for his glory and our benefit, frankly, and our family, um, happy to talk to you. And I'm going to talk about these two powerful, intentional living principles that I have seen transform people's lives. Okay, we're going to get to that today as well. So uh, phone lines open, happy to talk. Maybe you're facing a question, you got a problem, maybe something going on in your marriage, your family. 
Maybe you feel discouraged. Here's the question. When I throw out the fact that we're here to help you together, that we can experience life as God intended. Here's the question. Are you experiencing life as God intended for you today? Do you really feel that you're in that sweet spot of saying, hey, I know him. I have a growing relationship with him. And while my life isn't perfect, you know, I'm experiencing life, I think, as God intended. I think many of us, come on, most have days when we certainly would say no to that. Maybe today um, you're wrestling with something. You say, hey, I've just got to deal with this. Uh, for God's glory and my benefit, and the benefit of those I love. Let's talk. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. All right, let's get into the calls here. Uh, we're going to get started. Uh, I think it's uh, Myra in uh, in uh, New Mexico. What's what's your question? Hi. What if you're unequally yoked with your sixteen year old daughter? I brought her up as a Christian. She gave her life at seven, and now she's sixteen, and she says she's not a Christian anymore. Uh, we have nothing in common. The music, the shows. It's been really hard in my home for probably the last two and a half years. Yeah, so it's just been difficult. I just uh, wondered how, you know, how do you handle this? It's been hard. Mm, yeah, well, let's, uh, words matter. And you use the word, you know, unequally yoked. You're, you're really not yoked with your children. You know, the Bible talks about yoking, not being equally yoked with a non-believer is a statement to those of us who are Followers of Christ, be careful who you yoke with. When you have kids, yeah, you feel like you're yoked, right? <laughs> but uh, they're your kids, and and they're going to grow up, and they're going to make decisions for their life. But those of us who are getting married, hey, that's being a that's yoking with somebody. You're going to go into a business relationship with somebody. You're going to sign contracts and be a business partner. That's yoking with somebody. But with our kids, you're a parent. And, you, and we have a responsibility. Train up a child in the way they should go, and we entrust them to God. We're stewards. We're not owners. And so I would encourage you, Myra, to do this. Pray for your daughter every day. Set some reasonable boundaries. Hold, the, hold her accountable to them. There's certain things that are appropriate in your home, and uh, you live by that. When it comes to entertainment, friends, and other things, if she doesn't care for that, that's okay. Hey, listen, parenting isn't a... Isn't a um, competition like a beauty contest you're a parent and sometimes your kids are going to look right at you joel right and they're going to say i don't want to do that and they go to the bed and say my dad i don't know if i like my dad much today and if we're a mom or dad that has to be liked as a parent we want to be loved and respected and uh, to hold them accountable hope that helps all right, let's take a quick break. I want to come back, get to the calls. Love to have you join in. If you have a question for me today, 888-888-1717. We're going to talk about those two powerful things that can help us every day to live a life intentional in Christ. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. 
coming soon. The Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson. Coming to an event like this can just reset your marriage. A lot of laughs. Uh, he is so funny. There's so much wisdom to be learned and gained. It's choosing that intentional love when you don't feel like it. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. We are going to have an absolutely fantastic evening, and I'm looking forward to meeting you and your spouse and maybe some friends you bring uh, at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night Tour in Michigan, East Lansing, as you just heard, on uh, March 1st, and then Auburn Hills in the Metro Detroit area on the second Saturday night. Wow. Get your tickets today, would you? We want to meet you. And we have our resources there. We're going to have a fantastic, fun evening and learning some things and the power of intentional living for your marriage. Wow. Looking forward to it. Again, go to theintentionallife.com. You're welcome to call and talk to me. I'd love to have you join in our uh, discussion today. Cindy is in Arizona. Hi, Cindy. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate your call. What uh, What would you like to add to our, our discussion today? I am a terminally ill woman, mm. and I would like to know what do I do to make the good decisions that I think I'm making, but I feel I'm not getting maybe the message. I, I, I just, I need some help as to what I'm doing, either right or wrong. Well, first of all, we, uh, we're going to invite our listeners to be praying for you, Cindy, and sorry to, to hear that. I'm, what, what makes you feel like you're doing some things wrong? Um, I don't, I mean, I read my Bible, I pray, I listen to, I took the 30 day challenge, but I do, I know every song because I listen to you all the time. I don't know. I talk to God and I don't know if I make, if I'm making a wrong decision by saying, God, I love you. Can you please take me to heaven? Like, do I ask that question? What decision do I need to make for myself to help me out? Are you under medical care? Yes. If I hear you right, what I hear you saying is um, you, you have been diagnosed with an illness that's terminal? Short, yeah. short term? I mean, is this... Uh, what are the doc- I've had it for a while but it's moving aggressively now. Do you have support in your life, Cindy? No. So no, you don't have uh, family or friends or people supporting you where you are today? Um, I have a caregiver and she comes every other day and my family is in denial and does not support my disease which is rare to all of you. I have a rare form of secondary progressive MS. I'm at end stage. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe you can tell me like a, a different prayer to pray. Well, yeah, I, well, first of all, Cindy, I've not, I'm not in your, in your shoes in your situation, but I'll tell you what you remind us of. And I want to just, I want to turn away and talk to the audience for a moment. If I can Cindy, and I'll come back. 
when you hear what Cindy's saying, l- let's just be honest, we're, we're all at some point terminal. Our, our life is brief. Cindy happens to have an illness that's uh, elevated it to a point where she's facing, um, and we pray that God will extend your life as long as possible. But that's true for all of us, and we need to realize that every day is a gift from God. And so turning back to you, Cindy, I'm just going to encourage a couple things. I'm going to encourage that those, first of all, our listeners would wrap their arms around you in prayer today to let you know you're not alone. You've got a community of believers all around the country listening on the station, um, and hopefully you can get plugged into your church or a church where you're going to have support. You get some, you need some support in your life. You need people around you. And frankly, I, I, I tell people, if your family is not there for you, pray for them, but move on and get some people in your life who are going to stand with you and encourage you. And the third thing is I'm going to encourage you that your prayer every day is, Lord, my prayer today is that I will have the strength to bring you glory in my, in my life, in my breath, in my strength today. As you have opportunities to interact with doctors, nurses, medical profession, it can make a huge difference. My dad, near the end of his life, whenever he had interaction, because he was in the hospital a lot, the opportunity to tell those nurses and those doctors about Jesus when I had the opportunity to be with a young man who was 26 years old and about to die, and he said, in fact, the nurses told me, we love going into his room because he encourages us. And he reminded me, tell him about Jesus. And so two things, you know, when it comes to sharing with others, Cindy, that's important, but you need some help and some support in your life today. And I'll tell you what, I'm just going to put you on hold here and let Stephen talk to you maybe I don't know where you are exactly or what what the situation is, but maybe we can uh, help reference and get you plugged into some people, some churches, some folks that can come along and encourage you. Would you pray for Cindy today? Hmm. That, That makes everything else in perspective very quickly. All right, Anna, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great, Dr. Randy. Thank you. Happy New Year. I wanted to make a comment on New Year's resolutions that you were talking about, why why they're rarely uh, kept. Uh, Well, you're the one that said uh, in order for something to become a habit, you have to do it for 30 days. It has to become a way of life. Mm -hmm. It has to become automatic. And, and so people, you know, they'll start exercising, they'll start eating well, they'll start uh, saving instead of spending money. But if you don't do it a minimum of the entire month of January, and then I'd say do it February too, you know, that's mm-hmm. a short month. Anyway, uh, just do it and keep doing it. And then you made the comment earlier also about being in your sweet spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm 80 years old, Dr. Randy, and I have only two children, but seven grandchildren and 14 great-grandchildren. I'm in my sweet spot. I wish it hadn't taken me 80 years to get here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, just, and, and I want to say that forgiveness is, is my word for this year because yeah. I have forgiven family members. I have 
forgiven friends. I've forgiven enemies. I have forgiven strangers. And when when we keep anger and unforgiveness in our heart, you know what they say, that is the poison that you take expecting somebody else to die. Mm, so, so true. Anna, thank you. Sometimes we have to be 80 years before we get the wisdom, right? But when we get it, we need to share it. And you've just done that to the some of the young folks listening today. I hope you, you got the wisdom there. Let me just say this. These two things that we talk about in Intentional Living come down to this. Every day, every day you should have a positive intention in your life for something that God is convincing you to work on in your life. And I don't know what it is for you today. Maybe your marriage just is on the rocks and you're going to say, my intention is to be the person in this marriage that God intends for me to be. You got to have a clear intention, which is sort of a goal. It's, it's, it's a goal that's going to have some legs on it, uh, but you need to have an intention. Maybe you're starting this year and you got some health issues and you say, my intention this year before God is I, I need to work on my health, right? I need to, I need to be focused for God's glory and my benefit. You got to elevate it to the place that you see it, right? Not just a good idea in the shower in the morning. And then the second thing is you need to develop those daily habits. And, and of course, Anna just referred to that. And one of the ways you do it is for me, I'll, I'll just candidly, the thing I've had to work on, I need to work on, I am working on is in my health. You know, I didn't eat the way I should have over the years, Joel, right? And now the doctor's been clear. Listen, you, hey, buddy, love you, but you got to do these things. Uh, enough horsing around with that. You get me? And so I've had to be intentional. And what I've had to do is elevate it to the point of being able to ask myself. I don't, I'm not always successful, but ask myself, is this bringing glory to God and benefit to my body? Is this fulfilling the intention that God has placed in my heart? And you got you to gotta have a question you ask every time you're about to repeat something that you know is not a good habit in your life until it becomes the right habit. That's decluttering so you can add something better. And that's part of the process. All right, just before the break, let me get Laura in. She wants to say something about resolutions as well. Hi there, Laura in Kansas. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good. If you can, can speak you up. Me? Yeah, I can. If you can speak up a little bit. Sounds like you're in a snow snowstorm in Kansas. Oh, <laughs> well, it did snow. Um, can you hear me any better now? Uh, well, go ahead. Uh, just go ahead and share what you what, what's on your heart. Um, well, it's the my comment on the resolution is I have intention. My intention was to keep my house clean. So there's been days where I can't do it, but I haven't given up on it. So last year, I my intention was to, well, I was given a book, uh, the New Testament, for a daily devotion, and it would get me through the New Testament. Uh, hold on for just a minute, Laura. I, I want everybody to be able to hear you, and it's... It does sound like you're in a snowstorm. Maybe Stephen can figure out what's what's going on with the phone there. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. We'll be back. By the way, the phone line's open. I'd love to talk to you. What's going on in your life? You got an issue? You're facing a question? Uh, we're at the question desk today, the answer desk here at Intentional Living Center. And uh, let me help you think through a little bit. One of the things that I believe God's given me a gift for is asking questions. 
And maybe I can ask you a question or two that make you think about something you're going through. You need someone to bounce an idea or a problem? Give me a call. We're here. This is Intentional Living. We got one purpose, to help you experience life as God intended. 888-888-1717. Hi, Dr. Randy. This is Victor Reed, and uh, I've decided that instead of giving sporadically to your ministry, I'm going to be a monthly partner. You... um, Help save my life and pull me out of the pit, and I know that uh, this is given to the kingdom of God, so uh, that's my one step of the day. Appreciate your support. In fact, every person all around the country, each of you who pray for us, and you're so faithful in your auto giving every month, thank you for doing that. Uh, all you have to do to join us to be on this journey with us is go to theintentionallife.com. Click on that little donate icon or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717. All right. All right, Laura, did we bring you in from the the snowstorm? (laughs) Can you hear me now? Yeah, it sounds much better. Much better. Okay. All right, because we wanted to hear, what what, about New Year's resolutions, cleaning the house? What did you do? Okay, so um, it's an intention, not a resolution. Yep. So you just treat it more as an I'm intention, you know, that's I'm intending to clean the, the house better. But it started last year when I received a New Testament um, Bible that was daily devotion. So you would get through the New, New Testament in a year. And I managed to do that. And even the times were... Okay, I missed a day, I catch up the next day, or I was going camping that weekend, so I read ahead so I wouldn't lose anything. And it it was not, it was easy. I mean, it was not hard at all to try to keep that because the reading wasn't very long. So that was, I was very proud of myself for getting through that because I really, when I was younger, didn't really study the Bible that well. So how did that help you so with the now, housework? Well, that's just part of it. <laughs> I was able to do that. If I could do that, then I should be able to do other things also. Yeah. So granted that my house, I am not the best housekeeper, one of the worst, but um, my intention is to keep it better. So there's days that I have not cleaned, but I haven't given up on it. Um, now yesterday I was lifting too much and ended up hurting my back. So I rested, but I was still able to sit in my chair and go through all the paperwork that had piled up so much, you know, so it's, it's still working on it and it may not get done in a, in the certain length of time that you want it to, but it's, it's, my intention is still to be a better housekeeper. You know, one of the things you said really important when we talk about habit formation is I was successful doing my devotions every day. I set a habit in 2023. I did that every day. And that can be put onto another habit. In other words, we talked about habit stacking yesterday. It's kind of a term that's used. You can stack one habit onto another and say, hey, if I can do that, if I can spend time with the Lord every day in prayer, then, hey, I can get up and clean the house or I can get up and, and be more intentional when it comes to how I pay the bills or, or don't, don't use the credit card. 
we, we feel motivated. Many of us, listen, if you're feeling discouraged today, you started out 2024 with a decision to do something and it's already failed. That compounds in a negative way. You start to tell yourself, I must be a loser. You know, I can't even do that. And you start to, what happens? We give up. It's a kind of a cycle. We start out excited. We get discouraged. We fail. And then we feel like a failure. And we need to keep going, get back up and keep doing the next right one thing. Life is a daily, nothing's easy. Don't think life's easy. Every day it's getting up and saying, Lord, what one thing? This is why the power of one thing matters to us. What one thing today do you have for me, want from me, that I can live my life in a way that will bring you glory and benefit, frankly, to the things I desire uh, in my life? All right. Uh, you're welcome to join us. 888-888-1717. We're going to go off here in a couple minutes. Uh, and uh, be here, though, to record some calls for later use. Love to have you join us. If you have a question for me, give me a call. 888-888-1717. I think we have a question um, on the line here from Rose. Rose, go right ahead. Hey, Dr. Randy. My name is Rose, and my question is, I've been married 25 years, and my husband is since having an affair with I don't know what to do. I want to work on my marriage, but he does not want to work on our marriage. He wants to be done. But I want to keep fighting and fighting for our marriage and to do what the Lord wants me to do, but I'm just quite unsure at this moment what the Lord wants me to do. I know I want my husband and I love him and I want my family, but does God want me to let him go? Mm. If you could just let me know. Thanks. Oh, Rose, listen, I'm I'm sorry, and I know people will be praying for you. I was thinking about that movie that came out a few years ago, The War Room, and, you know, having that place of prayer. And I think we need to take that seriously, that we have a war room kind of attitude when it comes to prayer. We're praying against Satan, against the evil one when it comes to things in our life and our family and, and so on. We need to do that. But you know what? We also have free will. And your husband might decide, even though it's not God's will, it's not good for him, good for you, good for your kids, he may still decide to say, uh, forget it, I'm out of here. I'm going to continue to have this relationship with another woman. Two things I'm going to wreck up, two, three things. First of all, prayer. But the other two things, one is you need to respect yourself. Don't grovel, don't beg, um, don't demand, don't follow, don't stalk, don't do anything that uh, makes you less than who you are in Christ and should be uh, in your marriage. And then secondly, live your life, continue to live your life intentionally for, for Christ with confidence. Don't, and I know this is hard, what I'm saying. I know this is difficult, but you need to get up every day, get dressed, do your work, do the things that are important, continue to grow in your life, and be the person that God wants you to be, the person you know God has made you to be, not to, to impress him, but just because it's the right thing to do. And I say this to everyone. If you're in a place where you have something you desire, but you don't have control over it, you give it to God, and then you continue to live your life intentionally before him. All right, I'll tell you what, we've been around the barn here on some interesting and powerful topics today. Do pray for Cindy, especially there at the beginning of the show, and uh, of course uh, for Rose here as well as she's struggling and fighting for her marriage. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's just leave the phone lines open. We'll stay here for the next 30 minutes and talk. 
record for a show that'll air, I think, tomorrow or, or later this week. But give us a call, 888-888-1717. If you have a question for us here at the Intentional Living Center, I'd love to ask some questions, help you, encourage you, be a friend. That's why we're here. Thanks to uh, the ministry of Family Life Radio and the radio stations around the country. We can come your way every day. God bless you. We'll see you, we'll see you next time.